This is Tuesday, August 31st. Sandy and I have a beautiful golden doodle. Her name is Bailey, and she's seven years old. She's playful, and she's a great companion. She comes to me at the when I'm in bed at night, and she is right there to greet me in the morning. My favorite time with Bailey is when I come home. Her tail is wagging. She's so excited to see me. She acts like I've been gone for ages when I've only been out for a short time to run an errand. Now, folks that know about dogs, a lot more than I do, say that dogs are uniquely tuned to be able to give and receive love with human beings. I can see that this is true. But the joy she expresses is powerful and refreshing. Now, as we've walked along Israel, there are also these moments of joy. We studied not too long ago the passage about the well of water the Lord provided. Here's Numbers 21, verse 17 to 18. Spring up, O well, sing it! The well that the princes made, that the nobles of the people dug with the scepter and with their staffs. Yes, the people took up this song of praise to celebrate the gift of life as provided by the Lord. Water was life. And in the wilderness, the sound of water is one of the most beautiful of all the sounds. What are the things that provoke you to sing? Here's Psalm 98, verse 1. Sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have worked salvation for Him. Later on in this chapter in the book of Numbers, that's chapter 21, There's also what has been called the Ballad of Heshbon. It's a celebration of the victories of Israel. It begins with these words. Come to Heshbon, let it be rebuilt. Let the city of Sihon be established. That's Numbers 21-27. I think Israel was surprised at her success and how the Lord had provided for them. And so they sang of these victories, including this moment in their vocabulary of their joy. Now, I think it's important for us to see these moments. Why? Israel was a dark place. It was joyless and sad. And it was in leaving Egypt that joy came to Israel. Actually, the Passover was a celebration of freedom. It was the signal that God was opening the door to life. New days were coming, and sorrow would flee away. Now, we may think of the wilderness as not fitting for praise, and I think that's what makes these moments even more striking. Joy came in the wilderness to the people of God. And it's then we see joy for what it is. It's a gift of God. We don't manufacture it on our own. It's not the same as optimism or even the hope that things will be better in the future. It comes from outside of us, in. We hear joy in the prison letters of Paul, for example. The shock of his little letter to the Philippians is that though Paul is in prison, he's content, he's joy-filled. You say, how can he be this way? Well, joy is received as a gift. It's all of grace and comes from the Lord. 
I think of Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail singing songs of praise before the earthquake shakes the prison and sets them free. I think they already were free because they were trusting in God's purposes in their lives. I think the jail was shaken before the earthquake even came. The other prisoners must have thought that Paul and Silas, well, they're crazy. They were singing praises to God in prison. But why not? They knew they were in the hands of the Lord. So this is this beautiful joy that comes in the wilderness, that comes when we're stuck in prison. And yes, Scripture tells us that it was for the joy that was set before Jesus that he endured the cross and he scorned the shame of it all. Joy is a beautiful thing. Now we may tell ourselves, well, I'll be happy when... And you fill in the blank. When something happens that we really want to happen. But happiness is about what happens. And joy is about resting in God and knowing his good plans for us. Joy provides a contentment in our condition, however we might see it change. Joy transforms a prison into a sanctuary. It really is the giving of life to us from God. What ushers in the joy of the Lord? Tolkien, the writer of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, called it a eucatastrophe. Yes, that word combines two words, the word for good and the word for catastrophe. A catastrophe is a sudden turn for the worse. But Tolkien has added this prefix to speak of a sudden and shocking turn for the best. This is the turn that slaves experience when they're set free. When water springs from a rock in the desert. When manna is found in the wilderness. When ill-equipped Israel defeats her enemies. We expect a catastrophe. And instead, the sudden turn brings life and freedom. It's a gift of God. And this is the source of our joy. We are living through a you catastrophe, a sudden turn in God's grace and favor. And this is why Jesus took on the cross. A great turn was coming. It's why Paul could rejoice in prison. The turn in his life had already come. The violent man was redeemed and restored in God and given a mission to serve. And this is why we live in joy. Not because everything is peachy and perfect today, but the turn of God's grace has come upon us as well. Let's pray. Faithful and gracious Father, by your love, you reframe everything in our lives. Your grace provides us a new foundation. Your goodness gives us a living hope. Your presence secures for us a new identity. So enable us to live in the joy of your goodness today, to know the joy of your salvation. For we pray in the name of our King, Jesus. Amen.